Hello again, everybody. Welcome again to another Blessed Wins Bible Message podcast. Another great two weeks. So the last two weeks, I've been kind of busy. I started at a Bible school, a correspondence Bible school, the Rima Correspondence Bible School. Rima means the spoken word of God in Greek. We've been taking a deep dive into faith through a few books by Kenneth Hagin. And the one book that I, that I just finished was Mountain Moving Faith. What a fantastic book. I wanted to share with you some of the concepts. And it's how do you guys get your promises from God through faith? We need to have faith. You can't please God without faith. So what is faith? Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Okay, so these are things that we're hoping for. So we're hoping in the future we're going to see God. And it's assurance for that. I have assurance. I know I'm going to see God. I have faith. I have a conviction that I'm going to see God when I'm no longer on this earth. So how do we get faith? I've heard people say, I don't have any faith. If you believe in God, you have faith. When you were saved, you had faith. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift from God. So faith is a gift from God. It's a gift of knowledge of God and Jesus. It's a gift of knowledge that there's something bigger than us here. That's a gift. There are a lot of people that believe there is a God, but haven't asked God to save them. That gift needs to be fostered. It needs to be nudged. God gave me a measure of faith. Is that all I get? Do we just get that little bit of faith right at the beginning just to believe in God? Just to believe that there is something bigger out there other than us? Or are those just seeds that are going to grow? Some say they don't feel like they have much faith at all. Some people get into the Christian religion and they feel they have no faith. But I challenge you that faith is like a muscle. You have to exercise it. Jesus was always trying to get his disciples to stretch and grow their faith. We need to do that also. A great example was when they were in the boat, being tossed by the waves. Jesus looked at them and said, Calm, be still. And then looked at them and said, Ye have little faith. So yes, your faith can be grown. There are a few Bible verses that prove that your faith can be grown. James 2.22 You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. 
This means at one point in time, the faith wasn't complete. It was incomplete, and it grew to be complete faith. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 You ought always give thanks to God for you. Brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Not only can the love for other people increase, but your faith in God can increase. So yes, God gave us a measure of faith to begin with, and that faith can grow. Romans 12:3. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think up with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith God has assigned. God gave you a measure of faith to start with. We must exercise it. We must build it. We must make it better. The more you use faith, the more faith you will have. We have the same faith that the apostles had. We have to learn how to make it our own and use it. We must want to know God who gave us this faith. We must want to learn it. And we must learn how to process through our faith, and that faith will grow. And we will then grow in our relationship with our Creator, our Creator God. So another puzzling question about faith, when is faith? Is it past, present, or future? I'm going to remind you of Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Notice hoped is past tense. When we hope for things, we are looking into the future. So if hope is in the future, what's in the past? Do you need faith for things that already happened? No, not really. Not things that you've witnessed and seen. That's just memories. There's no faith needed for that. Faith is now. Faith is in my heart now. If I'm asking, if I'm ill and asking to be healed, I know I am healed right now. Here's an example, and I want you to look at the, the tenses of this. Genesis 17.5 No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you the father of all nations. Made is present tense. Abraham didn't hope at that point in time that he would be the father of many nations. Nothing had changed in the natural in that minute that he had that revelation from God, that God spoke to him and told him, 
I have made you the father of all nations. But he had faith at that moment. He was the father of all nations, even though he didn't have a physical manifestation of that. So if I have faith that I'm healed, I'm healed. Mark 11, 22 through 24. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe that you have received it. That's present tense. You may get the physical manifestations immediately, supernaturally. If you've believed it, you've received it. And the things that are past tense, those are ours now. Those gifts from God, those are ours now. Matthew 8, 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. He took them and bore them. Jesus took them to the cross. He bore our sicknesses. They're not ours anymore. They're gone. Stop letting the devil talk you into the fact that they're still there. They're not. Have faith and believe. They are gone. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we, having died to our sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. By whose stripes we were healed. We're already healed. That happened in the past. We're healed. The devil is a defeated foe. Let Stop letting the devil talk you into not feeling well. Stop letting the devil talk you into bondage. The future is just hope. If your healing hasn't manifested itself, does not mean you're not healed. You just haven't had the manifestation yet. That doesn't mean, hey, quit all your medications. That doesn't mean stop going to the doctor. Go to your doctors. Let them do the tests. Watch for the manifestation of your illnesses going away. Trust in the Lord. The Lord may want you to continue going to those doctors so that they can see the miracle that you have become. Maybe the reason that you don't have the physical manifestation is because you have unforgiveness in your heart. And unforgiveness is a sin. Maybe it's that you have unrepented sins. Maybe there was something that you weren't willing to give up, some sin. And unforgiveness and unrepented sin could be what's blocking your faith. Mark 11.25 said, and when you stand and pray, forgive anything you have against anyone so that your Father in heaven can forgive the wrongs you have done. You have to forgive. You cannot hold unforgiveness towards anybody. Because if you do, you won't be forgiven. John 14.24 The one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. 
The word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. Whoever doesn't keep my words, that's somebody that doesn't forgive. That's somebody that has sin that maybe they didn't repent for. John 9.31, we know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but anyone who is devout and does his will, God listens to him. God will listen to you. We just have to keep in mind, God can do miracles, but God wants us to live within ourselves. God wants to provide for all of our needs and whatever needs we have. We don't need to live in excess. So if you're asking for a million gajillion dollars in prayer, you might have all the faith in the world, but it just doesn't fit. But if you're asking for things to pay your bills, you may ask for a million dollars, and if it's in line with God's will, you're going to get it. Have faith. But if you're asking for the million dollars for your own personal pleasures, that's not going to work out. I know. If I think it, that's good enough, right? I don't need to say it out loud. You need to say it. Declare it. Claim it, then proclaim it. Not only do we need to have faith, we need to speak it. Speaking doubt will get you nowhere. If you are constantly speaking, well, this isn't going to work. Nothing else has ever worked. I hope this goes away. This is awful. You're constantly speaking doubt. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Speak non-corrupting talk. Don't speak bad things into existence. Speak good things into existence. The devil wants you speaking bad things. The devil wants you dwelling on your pain and your suffering and your illnesses. Claim and proclaim that they're gone. As I said... I'm attending Rima Bible College Correspondence School along with my wife. I proclaimed something negative when I started the course. All of my life, I was never a great reader. I could read. Don't get me wrong. I could read. I can comprehend. I do fine. I just read really slow. Not anymore. I expressed my concerns to my wife and she pointed out a Bible verse to me. That if I'm speaking it, then that's what's going to come to pass. She gave me a book head start. She ordered hers a little bit after mine. As I started reading, my wife and I prayed aloud that the reading would go smoothly and I would be able to read fast. I had faith. In my heart, I know God wants me to know this information. God wants to impart the word of God into my heart, into my inner being. I believed for it. 
I finished the second class before my wife finished the first class. Basically, I'm one book ahead of her now. I'm reading as fast as my wife does. And that's not how things used to be. That's faith in action. That's an answer to prayer. It came to pass because of positive faith. Others say these doubtful words. How could God ever love me? Because the Bible says he does. If we have that seed of faith that we believe in God, foster it. Don't speak those negative words. God loves you. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Who's that everlasting life with? God. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't be inviting you up there. You just have to accept the invitation and stop doubting. Whenever anybody asks me, where am I going when I die? I tell them heaven because I know I'm going to heaven. I have faith that I'm going to heaven. Complete faith. Another one that talks about how much God loves us, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. In while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He gave that mustard seed of faith to sinners. We're all sinners. He gave that mustard seed of faith so we could grow it. Have faith. Any promise that's in that Bible, and there's over 8,000 of them, they're yours. If you have faith and you give yourself to Jesus Christ. He loved us, so he gave us faith. Through that faith, He's given us peace. Romans 5.1 Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's given us peace. We have faith, so He's given us peace. We don't worry for things. God is going to take care of our every need. It says that in the Bible. He's going to care for us. He cares for us more than the birds in the skies. He cares for the sparrows and makes sure they're fed. What more is he going to do for you? Because we have authority over the sparrows. We need to stand on the word of God for anything we're having faith for. What Bible verse are you standing on for what you're believing in? Maybe money's tight. Maybe you have a bill that you can't pay. Psalm 37, 23 through 25. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. The Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. He's going to take care of us. We believe in him. We've turned away from sin. Speaking out loud while we are praying affirms our thoughts. Speaking what we have faith for affirms our thoughts. Psalm 1914, let the words 
of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. It's not talking about your physical heart. Your heart is your soul. Deep down inside of you, it's what you believe. The faith that we have, that we're willing to speak out, is the faith that can move mountains. Mark 11.23, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. What he says, believes in his heart, does not doubt, and it is what he says. Speaking, it's important. The power of words is awesome. God spoke words in the beginning. Genesis 1-3. God said, let there be light, and there was light. He didn't say God thought it. Mark 11, 23 doesn't say, hey, think about moving that mountain and that mountain will move. No, the physical act of saying it carries so much. The question is, so how can I build my faith? You can build it through reading. Build it through reading the word. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Reading the Bible, speaking the word, hearing the word. That's how you build your faith. You read those promises. You stand on those promises. You pray those promises aloud. Whatever promise that God gave you, you pray for it. I was reading in one of the books from Kenneth Hagin, and he had a, a proclamation. I've altered it slightly, and I'm going to declare it. And I want you to declare it with me. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I have a measure of faith given to me by God. I am standing on the word of God. I have mountain-moving faith. I believe that by his stripes, I am healed. I believe God will take care of all my needs. Declare God's promises and you will receive them. But you must believe in your heart. Your heart, again, is your inner man. It's your soul. It's what you truly believe. And you can build your heart up by speaking the word, by speaking faith, by reading the Bible, by hearing Bible verses. There are a lot of apps where somebody speaks the Bible to you, so you're hearing the word. You need to speak it into existence. You are a child of God. He promised you health and prosperity. And I'm going to teach you a technique right now of praying a Bible verse. I'm taking Mark 
11, 23 through 24. And we're going to pray it. And we're going to pray it as a declaration that we have faith. It's already ours. And Jesus said to us, I heard Jesus say, I have faith in God. Truly, you have said to me, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, you told me, whatever I ask in prayer, believe that I have received it, and it will be mine. Lord, I believe for health and prosperity. I believe that you will meet my every need, even the needs that I don't know about. In Jesus' name, amen. You will see the results when you start to speak it and believe it in your heart. And if you don't see the results, if you don't have that physical manifestation of the things that you've been praying for, pray to God and ask why. Take a good hard look at yourself and figure out if you have unforgiveness for somebody. If you have failed to repent for a sin or have a sin that you're continuing on doing. May God bless you and have a blessed two weeks. Thank you all for listening in to this Blessed Winds Bible Message podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And all of you have a blessed two weeks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.